Gentani, and welcome to yet another episode of the Godfather Minute. Minute, featuring me, Alex Robinson. Yeah, me, Sonny Santino Corleone. And this is episode number 148 of the Godfather. Sheesh. That's right, Alex. Yeah, actually, it's episode 148, and you're going to record it, and you're going to like it. <laughs> I know that's not Santino. <laughs> Plus, you're the one recording it. <laughs> that's true. Alex, repeat after me. Yes. Minuto. Minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quarantotto. 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 You got it. All right. 148. Quarantotto. Mm-hmm. You got it. Uh, in minute 148, uh, Don continues his garden chat with Mikey. He apologizes for going over this business with Tatalia. And admits to drinking too much. Mm-hmm. Mikey tells Don he's happy with his wife and kids, even though Anthony is smarter than he is. <laughs> even though. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So now we're getting to the heart of the uh, the Don-Mikey scene here. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting exchange. It's, this really is the heart, like you said, of the transition. Yes, exactly. Between the, yeah. the passing of the baton, so to speak. Yeah. The passing of the baton, <laughs> so to speak. Baton. <laughs> um, well, what do you got, Alex? Any any interesting uh, commentary? Well, uh, let's. T- he says um, we, last week we talked about the anti gravity wine glass, and this week the wine moves to center stage as it is a, his drinking is addressed, mm-hmm. and um, he says he's drinking. He he's. What does he say? He's drinking a lot more wine than he used to. Mm-hmm. He's drinking more anyway. Oh, he enjoys drinking more. He enjoys drinking. Uh-huh. Let me start again. He enjoys drinking wine more than he used to. Well, he's drinking more wine anyway. That's the thing. So, um, and Mikey asserts that it's good for you, Pop. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, that's something you always hear about. Uh, you'll hear on the news like, mm-hmm. oh, doctors say red wine is good for your heart. One glass a day. And um, one glass a day keeps Barzini away. <laughs> you mean to tell you. <laughs> um, so uh, according to the American Heart Association, they do not recommend drinking. It's not worth the 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 benefits are not worth the hmm. additional risks of alcohol drinking. Really? Why is that? Because alcohol has some leads to so much more problems then it helps. You know so what I mean? if you can keep it under control and really do one drink a day, one glass of wine, mm-hmm. and assuming you don't become an alcoholic, it doesn't affect your life, you don't get into car accidents, drive drunk, all that stuff, is it still harmful? Well, or, or are they suggesting that's all these other consequences that make it more risky? Probably more that um, it's very easy to overindulge in it, mm. and and like you'll think, oh, I'm drinking a you know a bottle of red wine. It's good for my heart. Where that's really, you know, because because alcohol is basically like poison. Really, I mean, mm. that's why you get you know that you're that's why you get a headache and stuff is because you're it's not, you're not supposed to be drinking that. Yeah. So Alex, uh, if you get a headache, it means you're not drinking enough. Mm, that's true. That's right. More <laughs> wine. More wine, pop. It's good for you. 
Um, but I think studies have shown that it is, it lowers the risk for heart disease. So I guess mm. if you're primarily concerned about heart disease, it does have a benefit. But I assume it, there are other side things like your liver, etc., mm. that it is not as good for. But um, yeah, you know what? The end of the the Don's eighty years old. He's 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 losing it. Not he's losing it. He's getting soft. What does he say? Uh, he, he's get, getting. What does the Turk say about ah, the? We Don? always forget that he's going not getting no, not going soft. He's uh, maybe. No, could I have gotten to him ten years ago? Don's getting Don slipping, slipping. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, so the Don slipping. He deserves to drink his uh, his wine. Maybe that's the song we should have done. Uh, the Don slipping. <laughs> it's all about all these mistakes he made. It's sung by the Turk. <laughs> Don keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. <laughs> or uh, I was thinking, wine keeps on sipping. sipping. <laughs> It's good for him. <laughs> what about uh and he uh, uh and he was slipping oh, 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 <laughs> drinking more wine. Oh, oh. Uh, That's uh Edward Money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Alex, when Michael says it's good for you, referring to the wine. Yeah. Don Corleone, before he says, I don't know. It's a really long pause. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Michael says, uh, it's good for you. It's good for you, Pop. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's that long a pause. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, wrote staring, down, I also wrote down long pause. I don't know. Yeah. Is it because he's processing whether like Michael's comment or is he thinking about his next comment? Is he thinking about his next part of the dialogue i think he's he's lost in his own in his own um thoughts yeah do you think he knows he starts because he starts right after that he starts talking about like oh men can be you know he's he's thinking about the burden of his responsibility because doesn't he right after that about men can be men can't be careless and stuff yeah so i think he's just i think his mind is is distracted from you know yeah anyway it, you know the more i think about it this this conversation they're having is really seeded with so many life lessons that it seems that Don Corleone is trying to pass on to Michael. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's talking about not, well, he says the class line, which we'll get to in a second, but he's also, he also said, yeah, asked ask him right after that. He says, uh, um, your wife and children, are you happy with them? Mm-hmm. Which is very important. Mm-hmm. Regardless of he doesn't say this, but regardless of all this, non, all this Bazzini and Salazzo nonsense, you got to be ha- fa- happy with your family. Do you spend time with your family? He said that early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he's asking. Then later in this conversation, he says, uh, "I uh, hope you don't mind the way I, I keep going over this Bazzini business." Mm-hmm. You ready for the iconic line, Alex? Yeah. What was enough time, Michael? <laughs> Michael says, "No, not at all." And then uh, Don Corleone says, it's an old habit. I spent my life trying not to be careless. Women and children can be careless, but not men. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. Because <laughs> the, 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 the text appears on the screen with the bouncing ball that you follow along. <laughs> yeah. As you say, but not men. Yeah. So a couple of things about that statement. Well, that, that whole sequence. Uh, I also think it's funny that he doesn't say, like, are you happy with K and... 
and Anthony and Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, he just says like your wife and your your wife and your kids. Like they're uh, they're they exist solely to be the possessions of the of the dons. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, I I saw it as a and. I saw it another way. So growing up in New York, Alex, we had Italian friends, as you know, and several. They were of, no friends of mine. <laughs> several, several of them came to me and asked favors. No, no. Several of them <laughs> told me a story that they were told by their, I think it was their mothers who said, hey, if, uh, uh, I'm kind of as a joke, but not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if uh, you're in a boat and it's sinking and you're with your mother and your wife, who do you save? And you always save your mother because you can always get another wife. Right. And this is the relationship between a, a son and an Italian in, in, in Italian culture. The relationship between a son and the mother is almost sacred. <laughs> so I I interpreted this line that way. Hmm. I don't know your wife and children. Are you happy with them? It almost like, doesn't matter who it is. Right. Uh, I see. Hmm. Do you think that's one of the top ten iconic, line, most iconic lines in the movie, Alex? No. Really? Mm, no. Women and children can be careless, but not men. I don't think that's. Oh wow! I, I'm not saying I don't think it's a great line, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I think if you, uh, I keep wanting to do this, like, do it just do a survey until someone says as many quotes, say as many quotes from The Godfather as you can, and just see which ones come up, like. Like just percentage wise, which ones get the most hits? Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be in the top ten. Wow. Okay. Because figure uh, number one would be I'm making an offer he can't refuse. Woo! Number two would be Michael saying I'm going to make him an offer he can't oh, refuse. Oh, no, you can't count that twice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, <laughs> um, that's two. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Okay. Three. Oh, Leave- Michael. Nah. Oh, leave the gun watch- leave the gun take the cannoli i agree that's four but hold on that oh michael i was either watching something or i dreamt i was watching something another movie or show and a character frequently said oh mike can, can you imagine what- <laughs> was the bobby was it the brady bunch <laughs> that was it, it, was was it really? bunch. yes that was it she's always saying that we were watching some some review it was a two-hour documentary on the whole brady bunch thing mm-hmm. and she said it all the time oh mike <laughs> yeah. you think that's do you think the uh godfather <laughs> did it as a tribute to uh carol brady that's funny <laughs> <laughs> see so they're right there there's 10 lot there's 10 lines that, that's four that, so come on keep going <laughs> you, you can't name any more i oh i can name more do um, it come on let's do it right now hold on i i, I just <laughs> i just am out from gf1 or all the whole trilogy the whole mm. trilogy I don't even go to the whole trilogy. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me oh, back in. Zaza. Zaza. <laughs> I think GF3 probably. Oh, I'm not counting. Zaza. You're not. That's our line. That's not <laughs> iconic. Um, how about um, uh, never let someone outside the family know what you're thinking. Mm. What about? Uh, um, I think that's. It's I think personal. That's, that's kind of tied with business, not personal. That Sonny. one, okay, I'll take that one. And also, then you also have Tom saying it's business, not personal. <laughs> you double dipping, Alex. <laughs> can't double dip. <laughs> that's like Tom Hagen taking on two clients. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it, Sally. <laughs> I can't do it, Sally. <laughs> Maybe not now, but ten clients from now. <laughs> 
Um, well, so one thing interesting that we figure out from this minute is uh, what year it is. Yeah, that's right. Because um, he says your wife and children, implying that they have two children. So, mm-hmm. um, so it turns out Anthony was. This scene takes place in 1954. Mm. Whoa, it was later than I thought. Uh, 1951 is when Anthony was born. 1953 is when uh, Mary Mary was born. Mm-hmm. And the Don only lives. He only lives till 1955. So mm-hmm. the clock is ticking for him. Wow. So. Wow, that's pretty late. So it's been almost, uh, so it's been eight years since the wedding of Connie and Carlo. Wow, okay. That's That seems, uh, I would not have thought that at this point. No, well, last minute we estimated, I estimated it was, remember he had, and Puzo wrote that he had been back three years. Mm-hmm. And we know he spent two years in Sicily, and that was right at the end of World War II, so about 1950, 51. Yeah. So, um, a lot of time gone by. Yeah. It's, um, I wonder how much time, I guess we'll find out, um, next year, how much time passes between GF1 and GF2. Mm-hmm. Cause that's Anthony's confirmation, right? Yeah. So he can't be that. It's, it must be just like eight years from this time. Don't kids get confirmed at a certain age? Yeah. I thought it was like 13 or something. Yeah. 12, sounds 13. About right. So we hmm. asked, we'll answer. We'll answer. We'll answer it. Um, yeah, so there you go. No more kids for the uh, for the Corleone family. Mm-hmm. Um, I like well, uh, I like Marlon Brando's like chewing thing he's got going on here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we don't. I don't never see him put anything in his mouth, so I'm not quite sure what it is. But it's definitely a very actorly thing to do. Yeah, I'm yeah, told uh, actors really love business to do. They love having a pipe to light or some food to prepare or something that they can do to sort of, uh, you know, that keeps them, their hands busy and mm. their, their, you know, not their, just their hands, but you know, stuff that, uh, character bits that they can do to, uh, you know, reveal their characters. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah. The yeah. Nod. Marlon Brando does a lot of talking with his hands too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Vito says also, Bato. He's a Bato Corleone. He says, How's your boy? Michael says, He's good. You know, he looks more like you every day. And Michael smiling says, And he's smarter than I am. And that's where the minute ends. Mm-hmm. Or three. He's three years old and it ends right there. Yeah, he's three years old. So I, I did some thinking, Alex. I put on my thinking cap. Uh oh. And Michael makes the comment that his son is smarter than he is. Mm-hmm. Is that a little foreshadowing? That he's smarter than Michael, which foreshadows he is smart enough to get out of the family business. Yeah, I mean, obviously on a surface level, it's, you know, he's proud of his boy and I'm sure he's, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's just, you know, it's not like Anthony can beat him at chess or something. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's just like a smart kid. You can mm-hmm. only read the funny papers, but. Um, well, remember, he does know how to poison the Don's tomatoes. Oh, that's true. From seed. <laughs> from seed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that is interesting that um, that uh, Mikey. It is interesting that Mikey does resist against um, Anthony not wanting to be in the family. I guess by then the family business is immobiliare. Yeah. So my Mikey's like, well, that's a legitimate business. That's what you should do. Yeah. But it's like he's taking it one um, step further. Have you ever heard that thing that uh, I forget who it was? Some political philosopher type guy said that. Um, 
you know, uh, like one generation fights a war so that the other generation can build up industry so that the other generation can become um, like scholars. Like there's a kind of natural progression from you have to fight to, to get something. Then you're just kind of like basically building like farming and building up the land. And then only when you get to that point, is there enough leisure time where you can say, OK, now now you can afford to be you can afford to study the arts and philosophy and stuff mm. like that. But it's hard for people to um, who are fighting the war part. They see the, that last generation and are like, oh, you kids are just sitting around doing nothing, you know. But mm-hmm. that's what that's what you did this whole thing for was so yeah. that they could sit around doing nothing. So so Mikey. So Anthony wants to get into the arts and Mikey's resisting it, even though that's kind of the whole point of this whole thing is that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fathers always want this. It's, it's a classic thing. He's acting just like pop wanting the son to go in the family business on his terms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, anyway, that's all I have for the mini. You, do you have a, a else of something in the book? Surely you know, the book. I scoured the book. The Puzo writes a lot of these scenes out of order in the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. I scoured the entire book, Alex. I, I didn't find this scene. I didn't find nothing. I didn't find nothing, Alex. Honest, I didn't. Huh. I really tried, and I could not find any conversation between Mikey and... Uh, Don Vito at this stage in the story. I wonder if, do you think, oh, up in, uh, at this point, we've only seen Mikey um, going solo. We, we've seen him talking in his office um, to Clemenza and Tessio mm-hmm. and the gang. And the Don was there in the room and mostly just tried to defer to, to Mikey as much as possible. Do you think they went and did any other, like, did he shadow, did Mikey shadow the Don for a while to kind of like mm. see what a day in the life of the Don was and like, or did his, did Mikey just take over and then the Don is purely just like an advisor type role. You mean like a take your kid to work day? Well, kind of, or just sort <laughs> of like, uh, you know, like if Mikey, he, get in the car, go, we're going to go visit some band leaders <laughs> on the other well, end I mean, of town. It's, it's not even like Sonny and Fredo who at least are, who are, who were involved in the day to day operations of yeah. the Jenko olive oil company where Mikey doesn't know any of that stuff. Like, yeah, so, uh, so I wonder if, uh, that's probably why he's getting out of the olive oil business. Cause he's like, I don't know anything about the olive oil. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you olive oil, but I want you to get in the olive oil. Forget the crime and all that stuff. My pa- my real passion is with olives. Pop, that's old fashioned. You can't <laughs> go legit with olives. Get that mustache Pete stuff out of here. <laughs> um, you could have been a, you could have been an, an olive oil lobbyist, an olive oil uh, magnate there wasn't enough time michael because <laughs> like it, let's suppose michael had been home dur- during the meeting of the six families mm-hmm. if if at that point mikey was going to take over the family business you assume that the don would have been there and mikey would have been sitting with like tom hagen at least yeah i think there were limits if i recall how many people they could bring Maybe just seriously. It's I just think it was, like how many tickets? How many tickets? No, I, really, I think get? it was just the Dons and their conciliary. Really? Did that yeah, was no I other. Uh, that I don't think no soldiers, uh, bodyguards, nothing. It makes sense because if you say, "Okay, well, Don Corleone, you can bring your son," then everyone's going to want to bring one extra person yeah, just to, so the next thing you know, you're tripling the yeah. size of the, uh, the venue. So. Next thing you, Don Zalucci pounding the table for more <laughs> tickets. <laughs> you think maybe they watch via closed circuit television or something, <laughs> or do they just have to rely on Tom to tell them to, to kind of recap it? Oh, I think it's nothing's recorded. 
Then Dunsaluch, he gave us all candy. <laughs> Mike, you wouldn't believe it. He gave us candy, Don Molinari on the coast, guaranteed Fritos protection. It was wonderful. Oh, I like Tom being all happy. And, <laughs> I wish and- you could have been there, Mikey. It was wonderful. Why am I out? <laughs> It'd be great if Tom completely misrepresented what took place. <laughs> Barzini went over and uh, poked... Poked your father's eye with his finger. So called, disrespectful. Called you an idiot, Michael. <laughs> yeah, they all called you idiots. They're all making fun of you the whole time. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. And even those that, that didn't make fun of you now, they said they would five, ten years from now. <laughs> oh, poor Tom Hagen. Uh, he's out. He's out. Uh-huh. So uh, in, the, in the book, Puzo does write that that Michael is is in training. He's learning everything about the family business. Mm. I don't think Puzo writes that it's all from the Don. A lot of it is from Hagen. Yeah. Which makes sense because Hagen's going to be the one who's still going to be there for him. So who... uh, The Don is too. So once Tom... Once Don um, dies, Mm -hmm. who who is... Who's consigliere? Does Tom go back to being consigliere? Probably. Or does he become his own consigliere? I, I don't know. Or at that point, you're like, hey, you know what? We're going legit. I don't need a consigliere oh, anymore. Oh, maybe. Because hmm. certainly by GF3, he has George Hamilton, who's like just a straight up lawyer, not his. Yeah. Does he refer to him as a consigliere? We got to watch GF3 again. Yeah, we got to watch Come it. on. We got to. Tr- oh, you want to watch it soon? Yeah. Hmm. Zaza. <laughs> you sound like a kid who's on uh, Halloween or something. <laughs> Zaza. <laughs> like I open the door and you jump out. Zaza. <laughs> I saw a commercial with Joe Montana in it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, look how old you've become, Joey Zaza." Yeah. I was watching. He's like thirty years old now. GF three. Yeah, it's crazy. He was a dapper Don. I was watching. I was watching TV the other day, and I saw him on. He's a gun nut. Do you know that he's? A, oh no, I shouldn't call him a gun nut. He is a he's gun enthusiast. A gun enthusiast, and there's some show I forgot what it's called, but it features different guns. And it, was, it was interesting. I watched an episode because it was about the history of of um, suppressors. Uh-huh. That's what the industry calls silencers. Mm. And he narrated it, and he was the he was he was in the video and showed him shooting a bunch of guns. I think one of our listeners posted this a couple years ago. That they saw him on the show. Hmm. But I never realized he was a gun enthusiast. Despite popular images, you do not want to use a towel as your silencer. <laughs> it will catch flame. Uh-huh. <laughs> da, da. <laughs> and, and remember, if you have any bastardes <laughs> in your life, you have the right given to you by the Second Amendment <laughs> to take care of it. Uh, oh, Uncle Michael, this, this guy, he's lying. He's saying all kinds of things about you in the street. <laughs> Wait, who's that? That was Andy Garcia. Oh, that was Andy Garcia. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. Do you do an Andy Garcia? Oh, I don't know. In GF3. He's hard to do. Hey, he's, like a, he's like a Sonny, pretty much. I know. He probably watched and listened to Sonny and tried to emulate that someone. Wait, what do you mean? From me? Do you think he watched Godfather a lot? Not, not Vincent. Oh, but you mean Andy uh, Garcia? Oh, Andy Garcia. I thought you meant Vincent watched The Godfather a lot. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, is that guy supposed to be my father? 
I wonder if they might have sold the like the Sonny Corleone story to Hollywood to like Jack Waltz or something. Oh. Movies might like a story like that. They might. <laughs> wow. I, it's always fun in movies where you see the um like if someone's doing a movie about the characters and you see other actors playing the characters, you know what I mean? Give like me remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure at the end of the movie they go to the drive-in. Mm-hmm. And you see, a, they made a movie based on Pee Wee's life, but it's like James Brolin oh, and someone yeah, like so like right. other like famous yeah. actors. That's always a fun uh, gimmick. So. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe as a bonus content or something, we could do what actors would be in the adaptate in the in universe adaptation of like the Michael Corleone story. Mm, that's right. That they're all watching. That they gather around and watch. Yeah, that's what GF four should be about. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. then you could totally re you could totally use GF one stuff in it. Yeah. By having like, oh, it's, um, you know, Jack Nicholson now plays Don Corleone or whatever mm-hmm. the, <laughs> yeah. you know, whoever the respected, great respected actor is today. Maybe like Daniel Day Lewis or something. He doesn't it's seem not, right. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem right for it. No, it's not. It's not personal, Tom. It's all business. Who's that? That's uh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a cowboy. It's it, very easy to go from Jack Nicholson to John Wayne. Oh, I, that's what I think I'm doing. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not personal, Sonny. It's all business. <laughs> <laughs> I, you sound like somebody, but I don't think it's Jack Nicholson. Oh, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Well, what yeah, are we going to do? Are we going to wait around? <laughs> Sounds like Zeppo Marx. Are we going to wait around? No, no. <laughs> no one on earth has ever done a Zeppo Marx impression what? before. <laughs> Am I the only one doing Zeppo these days? Yeah, you cornered it. That's good. You should wow. be. Uh, you should be uh... Do you think when Danny... Let me give some background for listeners who don't know. Danny Gans was a very famous... Impr- imp- Impressionist? Yes. Impressionist who had a sold out show all the time in Vegas. Yes. And he was he was pretty darn good. We all went to see him one time. We went mm-hmm. there. Alex, has that niche been filled in Vegas? I um there are still a lot of impressionists on Vegas in Vegas, at least you know, pre pre twenty twenty, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um so um but there don't no one seems to be that big where they're filling up a whole there's like small comedy club level um, mm. impression. I think impressions are like a dying art because mm. it seems like yeah. everyone who does impressions does impressions of old people from the past. No one's doing impressions. No of one's new like, here's folks. my Brad Pitt, my Brad Pitt impression or, yeah. oh, here's my imitation of Jimmy Fallon. I guess ah. some people are, but it's it doesn't. I guess it's usually just on like Saturday Night Live or something now as opposed to like someone who's a full time impressionist. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's interesting how so, that, uh, that genre of entertainment has waned. Plus, also, our our pop culture is getting so much more fragmented. It's hard finding figures that everyone in the audience would recognize. Mm, because, oh, that's a good point. Because everything's so splintered, you know. Yeah. I'm sure someone. Could, I'm sure there's some impressionist who does a lot of YouTube, you know, videos of YouTube stars that were like, mm-hmm. "What?" That's <laughs> but, true. You know. Maybe we're just not tapped into, yeah, into those folks, right? So that's some niche yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah, I'm an impressionist. I only do other YouTube people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, who knows? It might be. I wouldn't even call it niche. That's that's probably where it's all at. Yeah, that's true. The only reason we don't think there are still impressionists is because they're 
they exist, but we don't know about them because they're doing impressions of people we don't know. We just about. think they're comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, what do you say we rate this minute? Yeah, then? let's rate it. Okay, so you got some classic dialogue. You got mm-hmm. well, well. Hold on, before I, I, that, men and women, men can't afford to be careless. Do you think? Uh, what do you, do you do? You agree with Don Corleone? Mm. Can women and children afford to be careless? Hmm. Well, maybe in his business. Yeah, and plus I, this is 1954. Yeah, also, in so. the 50s, and in his business, in his business, probably yeah. true. Definitely true. But I mean, certainly. Does that mean like they they have no responsibilities or that they have no worries or because certainly Miss well, Mama this, Corleone has got goes through her share of uh, heartaches. Sure, but careless. I think the stakes are higher. She doesn't have to like plan anything. It's still just yeah, well, she's just if reacting. She, if she's careless and makes a mistake. You know, Luca Brazzi's not going to die. Mm, never, he'll you never know? die. Yeah, if Sonny makes a mistake, he's Ooh. dead. Bada bing. They're going to shoot him on a causeway, Alex. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, especially in Don's situation. The, mm. the, the stakes that the women face are a lot less um, severe. Yeah. So I, th- I Mama think burns her roast. Oh, what's, oh my yeah. gosh. Mama hits a wrong note when she's singing at the wedding. No, no, mm. no. Mama loses her family. Yeah, Alex, you can she can never lose a family. Mama. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> uh, ma- All right, so let's rate this. Uh, mama, you may think it, but you can never lose your family. Is that Gary, Cary Grant? That was Danny Gans doing Jack Nicholson. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What's the matter with you? Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah. That's my Jack Nicholson impression. That, that was John Wayne, right? That was John Wayne. Okay. That was John Wayne imitating Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Do Humphrey Bogart imitating Danny Gans imitating Humphrey Bogart. What? what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Isn't that just... <laughs> aren't I just doing an impression that on Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, sure. Okay. With dialogue from this minute. Men and women can afford to be careless. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wait, men and women can afford to be women and children can afford to be careless. I don't know who it's turning into. God. Men and women can afford to be careless, but not children. That sounds like Ted Kennedy or something. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's an old, it's an old habit, sweetheart. I spent my life trying not to be careless. Women and children, sweetheart, can be careless. He's smarter than I am. Reads the funny papers. <laughs> you got the whistle going. <laughs> the, the Humphrey whistle. <laughs> Pork chops. Apple sauce. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> Is that, I can't uh, believe you recognize that that was from the Brady Bunch. How uh, How did you do that? I don't know. I did, when you just said, "Oh, Mike," <laughs> did I? Because I, I was just watching it. And I was trying to sound like whoever well, I remembered it was, but I couldn't remember it was Carol Brady. I th- well, you said an old. You, I thought you said a show or something. Ew, I couldn't remember if it was a show or a movie. So maybe when you said show, yeah. anyway, who doesn't yeah. matter? The fact oh, is, Mike. we have oh, a telepathic Michael. connection. <laughs> Ready? On the on the one, how many stars do we give it? Okay. Hmm. I'm ready. One, one two, two, three, four, four five. five.
Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. All right. Yeah. Brando. Why did you give it five, Alex? You didn't even have this in the top ten uh, most iconic lines. Well, just because it's not one of the top ten most iconic lines doesn't mean that I don't think it's an iconic line. Mm, so okay. you have well, you plus you have the wine thing, and you have the me, women. Can you afford to be careless? Yeah, the Bazzini. You have well, so you'll get their pop. You know, you mm-hmm. have, they get their pop, but you know it's good for you, pop. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, and you got Brando. Pacino and Brando together. Yeah, you know we didn't even talk much about we didn't even reference the uh, Pauli more wine. Well, they don't say that in this minute. No, it doesn't. But <laughs> this is another scene where someone is drinking wine, being brought more wine. There's comments on the wine. Yeah. And he and he yeah. says Paulie more wine, Paulie, Paulie more and, wine. So and Paulie winds yeah. up being the traitor. So uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, in the bonus content today, Alex, we got a lot of good stuff. We have all our standing items, and I want to remind you, we added a new one last week, which was a character from any of the movies meets an historical figure. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, uh-huh. a character from the minute. Right. Um. Sure. Yeah. And, for and the it minute, should have to do maybe something with the minute. Well, it should be in the time. Well, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah we'll if you can out. do it to the minute, great. But if not, you know, you get we gotta have some flexibility there. Yeah. Uh. And plus, what else have we had recently? Garbage Pail Kids. Mm-hmm. And oh, the Dickie Goodman, Mr. Jaws uh, <laughs> yeah. concept, and all the usual stuff. We got our D and D stats, and hoping to roll a twenty, Alex. Oh, double, double damage! damage. Uh-huh. <laughs> double damage! Yeah. And for our listeners, uh, make sure to think about sending us questions for our Godfather characters to answer. We kept you, we keep forgetting to put it yeah, on the on I the know. Godfather, uh, the Mike Fredo Corleone's uh, Mickey Mouse Nightclub. We'll go over and do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you can send them to godfatherminute at gmail yeah, are you uh, are you are you uh, are you looking for things to do in a city? Ask Fredo. Are you? Do you have questions about law enforcement? Ask Captain McCluskey. How is the Italian veal? How's the veal in this Italian restaurant? Ask the Turk. <laughs> <laughs> ask Mikey. About, <laughs> what does Michael do with his business? At, don't ask yeah. Mikey about his business. <laughs> yeah. Do do they have? People on the newspaper payroll that might like a story like that? <laughs> Ask Tom Hagen. <laughs> Ask Tom Hagen. Didn't get that part in the big movie that's going to make you a big star? Ask Tom the Don. <laughs> Not sure whose blood is who's who's going to sign or whose blood is going to be on that contract. <laughs> Want the part in the big Hollywood <laughs> war movie? Ask Jack Wolves. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, speaking of impressions, I think Don Corleone did the best impression this movie of Johnny, remember? That's true. <laughs> Are there any other? Oh, no. I, I'm going to give the best impression to um, Peter Clemenza imitating um, Mikey saying he loves Kay on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Good, good. Uh, Good call on that. Are there any other impressions in any parts of the movie? <laughs> oh, gosh. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll think about it. Uh, well, so, yeah, if you want to hear that bonus content, go to godfatherminute.com slash support. And until next time, women and children can be careless, but not men. Not men.